Polyhedron is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter at SimulacraRPGs or at PolyhedronCast. If the visual medium is your thing, you can follow us at Simulacra TV on both Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash simulacrastudios and sign up to be a patron. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related and other nerd entertainment. I am your host, Matthew, and with me I have my two friends and two little black boxes. Ryan? I would hope we'd be more than that by now, Matthew. You always are more than that in my heart, but okay. I can't help. I cannot free you from the black box. I'm God, sorry. I know. And Scott, I've come to embrace the black box. It is safe inside this black box. It is oh. all I ever need to be. <laughs> I will never be vulnerable. Nope, mm. never doing that again. Got my black box, and I've got my knife. <laughs> That's what <laughs> he does. He does. He, have does. His he knife. literally have his knife. You have the knife collection. Yeah, around you. In a nice spiral pattern. But anyways, Scott, how has your gaming been and other entertainment? Gaming's been all right. We had a had your game recently. Yes. Uh, we played D&D on Wednesday as well. All all fun and good. Private games that we don't have to be judged for for anything. Nope. nope. A bit of a bit of a, a bit of a slowdown on my actual play stuff. Hopefully we'll get back into that this week. Mm-hmm. I've got a game coming up for a Trinity Aeon that I'm playing in, which a link will be in the show notes because I want people to play that game so I can play it. It's on Friday. Okay, yeah, that was wondering why you linked it to us. I was like, this is cool. Yeah, no, it looks like a cool episode. It's a, it's a free game. Someone's trying out a scenario, so I'm going to give it a shot and uh, I'll pimp the hell out of it so that people can, can join <laughs> it so I can cool. actually play. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what's going on with my gaming. Okay, cool. Ryan, what about you, big man? Oh, well, let's see. I started, I played, I, I got a new computer. So I'm playing Elden Ring and Shiny Mode. I've got my Steam Deck on the way. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that's, it's been a pretty expensive little run. So that there. Let's see. What else have I been actually? I mean, I, I played Rogue Book some. Me and what Scott are in basically all the same games. Yeah. Rogue What's Rogue Book? Roadbook is a Slay the Spire, but you're two guys. Okay. And things are a little different. I don't know. That's the best way to describe it. If you like Slay the Spire, you'll like Roadbook. Whether you find it challenging or not, you know, it's the same type of game. Oh, let's see. Entertainment-wise, we'll be talking mostly about what I did and what I did this weekend. Also caught up with Better Call Saul. Where I'm catching up with Better Call Saul. That, that is one on my list that I, I'm I'm very behind, but I want to watch it. I gotta say that after a specific thing happens, season four really picks up because season three kind of got on my nerves because of just how huge of a bummer it is. Mm-hmm. Like anyone, I mean, there's no like, I'm not spoiling anything by saying Jimmy's relationship with his older brother is really, really depressing to watch. Yep, and and Chuck sucks, and like. <sighs> He he just it's just unpleasant on in every moment. And you think he's gonna pull it out like he's gonna be a good better person and no. And there is substantially less Chuck after season three. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. I mean, I'm trying not to be too that that there I mean, what other way is there to say there is substantially less less of that character? But we get um, more Cinnabon. We we Cinnabon's always been a character in Better Call Saul. Yeah, it is. 
I've uh, never I never got into Better Call Saul. I love Breaking Bad. Like the first episode of Better Call Saul, it just didn't grab me. I I would I would ask you to revisit it, just if because it, once it once it gets going, it is better than Breaking Bad. Really? I yeah. I I just I can't believe that because you can actually root for the fucking main character. I rooted for Walter White. He was a great well, guy. Yeah, what was wrong with him? What was wrong? He was nothing wrong with him. There was nothing toxic <laughs> you, or problematic with him. I I think watching a like both shows are about watching someone go through a transformation. I will say that Jimmy's is a little bit nicer to watch. Yes, in right. some ways. Also, there are some really cool characters that got introduced. Mm-hmm. Like Kim is a really cool character. She's a very think- interesting, like wall to, for jimmy to bounce off of yep. and, and keep going and, and nacho's kind of cool like he's yep. all right nacho's uh, is cool and obviously we get more gus frank get, as if you like gus and mike like do then like you gus get and like you get a lot of them you get to find out all about gus and mike about because what their deal is I think in season two and three they uh, you get a parallel story essentially that doesn't that does interact with Jimmy, but not as much, and so you kind of get this other aspect of the world yeah. going on. Yeah, of the Breaking the, Bad universe, the cartel side of things rarely bump. Like there's an Better Call Saul is all is about like how how he became who he is, but also about the cartel shit that led up to Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. like like the politicking and the murder and all the crazy shit in the cartels that got us to where Gus is going up against the Salamancas and all that stuff. So, and you get to see more of the the death twins, which I thought they're just so much fun. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Salamancas. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good show. I definitely, especially since it's the gaming towards the end, I would say try to revisit it. Yep. I think it's all on Netflix, except for the last season, of course. It's still in which the process. Will, and it's all thievable if you're, you know, not an upstanding citizen of the United States. Yeah. As for my gaming and other entertainment... I'll talk a lot about it, obviously, in the main topic. One thing we're not going to talk about, I saw Nope this weekend. Go see it. Yeah, gonna... it's on the list. I'll, you're I'll not spoiled. You're not spoiled by the, the by the trailers, I promise you. Oh, I, I so, you know, another entertainment. I've been watching, still watching a shit ton of horror movies. That was the one thing I forgot to say. I can give recommendations on, sh- on like, how I felt about certain Shudder things, if anyone's curious. What, For example, what Josiah saw. A horrible movie. <laughs> uh, two hours of my life, I'm not getting back. Oh, Absolutely so terrible. Yep. The The Slaves of Satan. Great movie. Noted. It's an Indonesian horror film. It's very, oh it's very classic and kind of the classic 70s, 80s horror. Like, very genre. Very well, genre. The intro of it is like Rosemary's Baby. It's, you know, it's just like, you know, some weird shit's going down, and then a big red, t- a big title card with like red text on it. Yeah, over just all a, of it. yeah, very, yeah. very classic. I, yeah, it was very enjoyable. Yeah. As for other entertainment, also I've done something recently just because I got my PS5. I replayed God of War, like the, the actual. I almost never replay an entire game. I basically just crushed it because my reflexes my yeah boy because my reflexes are tuned to elden ring and other yep. farm softwares i'm just like doop 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 we're doing this carry that carry that carry <laughs> that carry yeah. that oh the carry um, window is so generous in this game yes but it's very very pretty on a ps5 so that's what i've been kind of grinding I'm, out i'm on uh, the list 
I'm on the list for a PS5 because I came to the realization that Bloodborne's load times are like stupidly short on a PS5. So my other entertaining, I ran my game, which was happy. We had a pretty big hiatus oh, because I was so moving. much fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy yeah. you guys are having fun. This is going to be sort of what I originally planned for the game, and we're going to see how well it goes. It's definitely an experiment on my end. So I, but I'm eager to see where it goes. And very much it is. We'll be getting back into my D and D stuff, which is going to be fun. The just a big shopping drip thing the shopping of and that's about it let's go on into the news real quick because we all like starter is still going yes, uh, yes, yes i yes. have not delved into the manuscripts i am waiting for the entire thing to drop before i do so yep. just because i know that there's going to be some juicy setting secrets that i that i want to have i want to have the whole thing in front of me yes before i delve into it Yes. Another news, we just had Gen Con, so a lot of things got announced, released, talked about. Congratulations to all the Indie winners. There's a whole bunch of them that did a real good job. Sword Lesbians like took like best product period, like best game. Cubicle 7 announced something quite interesting. I wasn't expecting it. They're coming out with another 40k RPG called Imperium Maledictum, and it's harkening back more to the Dark Heresy. They're going back to the D100 system. So I'm, we're, a lot of people are thinking this is essentially a reboot of Dark Heresy and going along sort of the more gritty, investigatory, smaller scale gaming, which is interesting I'm, I'm, because Wrath and Glory is good, but it's very uh, cinematic. It's a little over the top, which is fine for some 40K games, but there's it definitely doesn't do small scale very easily. What other news we've got? Aether, that is about it. Oh, obviously Spelljammer confirmed. We're under two weeks now for Spelljammer. So they'll be out real soon. Look forward to that. There is like space everything. They're just like space guppy, space eel. Like everything's got add space to it and it just makes it better. I don't know why. But if you want to get your weird on, go look at Spelljammer. It's got some weird stuff. Like a death comment that like chases you with oh, a fun. face. <laughs> There's just some odd things in there. What are the news, guys? Oh, I don't fucking know. Oh, by the way, oh, I because I was looking through the news and, and happened upon an article that I, I had seen before, but I hadn't looked into it, I didn't know, realize Chris Perkins put killer clowns from outer space in Spelljammer. Spell of course, why wouldn't he? Yep. Yeah, makes sense to me. Space clowns. They were just space clowns. They're fiends and they're space clowns. They are the er idea from his little quick like burb about them they're the er idea of how we got our mythology about clowns uh, of course they are <laughs> so i i giggled at that reference and it's killer clowns from outer space i had to share it with them what else any other news guys i can't really look at the internet right now or my my connection will fall apart so That's i don't really fine yeah i'm I think Squeaks in the Deep is actually going to be delivering books. Yeah, at some soon, point soon, soon. Should be, should be soon. So should that's news. I'm excited for that. Yep. Squeaks in uh, the I think. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Oh, I need to watch Westworld. That's another thing on my list. Yeah, I just once I just, it's up to date. Yeah, I just watched the the most recent episode. It's it got some interesting stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I've heard. So let's go right into the main topic. So we you know actually have something to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk and spoil the living but Jesus out of the Sandman. Only if 20 years late, though. So <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're spoiling so, what's basically a 20-year-old comic, so... Yeah, so just just from the outset, this is this is the comic. They just, they made, the, 
but they made some different casting choices, which I thought were cool. And they actually did some interesting story choices too. Yes. I mean, the introduction it is, of, it oh, is an adaptation. It is an adaptation and they made, they made choices to ad- adapt it for the medium and for the era. They, I don't think they could do the Constantine story that is the intro to Constantine and Sandman. With, I mean, I don't, well, they could have, but it doesn't like, I think they really wanted to go with the Johanna, you know. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's, I've heard multiple reasons for that. I think it's because they're going to be using, I mean, Johanna Constantine is a character in Sandman yeah. who's, you know, her in the past. Or yes. an ancestor of her, and she shows up a couple of times. So they say they wanted to simplify that. I um, that's and, fine. No, I mean, that's also, that's copyright oh, stuff. It's yeah, it's all got to be copyright stuff. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it's copyright stuff. And because one thing about this adaptation is that it has distanced itself from anything DC Comics. Yes. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> it is separated from all most of the DC comic stuff that. They they deal with in the book as you know because I think and a lot of a lot of stuff was early Sandman stuff that he yeah. moved away from that very quickly mm-hmm. and it was most of it very little of it was like pivotal to the story it was mostly like hey guys I'm playing here here's a little Easter egg here's a little thing where we're gonna do something with well, DC well yeah. also, it also was like early comic books so they wanted to tie things in yeah. so you know it, it would it would have some some crossover yeah. pull wasn't there mention of batman in some of the earlier like didn't it come up once or twice yeah <laughs> uh, yeah some batman villains came up like the the insane asylum that john d was in was in was arkham. arkham right uh, uh, superheroes were yes yeah, superheroes and super villains were a concept introduced almost immediately in the sandman comics martian manhunter was on panel Yep. So it 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 made especially in the early books that it made a good show of saying, "Hey, this exists in the DC universe." Right. Right. Uh, but then it, that quickly stopped mattering because they had lightning in a bottle and they didn't need to. Pull yeah, on and that stuff. it was just it could stand on its own because of the type of story it was telling. It didn't need the anchoring of of the normal DC universe to make it work. So obviously we're spoiling the crap out of the show from Netflix. And obviously we're going to make comparisons to the actual comics as we already have done. So that's how we go. Live with it. <laughs> yeah. This, the series covers up till the basically through the second volume. Mm-hmm. And yes. So if that's an ind- indication of how they wish to pace it out, that's cool. So, yeah, uh, that. so our, our first episode, we have a, a truncated version of the capture and imprisonment of, of Dream which I thought was very well done. It did not go into sort of, it didn't have a lot of the the kind of the passage of time stuff that was in the comic about, you know, how things were this way when Robert yeah. Burgess was around and then things changed. They softened the character of Alex Burgess a lot in this. Yes. Which was interesting. The um, entire story has, and I don't mean this as a criticism, they have softened the entire story. Yeah, they, they have, have flushed which, a lot of things out. Well, they flushed a lot of things out. They've trimmed some things. And like I said, they made an adaptation from the era. Also, yeah. it's not like Morpheus is particularly likable in this oh, oh no. season either. Like, he's still a piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. we're, it's, we're still like grumpy dickhead Morpheus in the early parts. Well, here, here's, here's some criticism that I do get to levy. Because I'll, I'm going to be very honest. I, they almost lost me in the first three episodes. Really? 
Yes, because I was like, he's not weird enough. Because they did not give us the length of time with, with, with Sandman being trapped, it did not give the rest of the humans time to breathe and to like realize how much of an actual impact Dream being locked away had. It was very much, once he got free, he was like, oh, it's been gone 100 years, everything went to hell. It's like, we had nothing to set that up and to feel the weight of time we didn't understand how how important that was. I don't know. That's basically how my that's my remembrance of how the comic started. But maybe I'm a dumb baby. I read I, it. I read uh, it last year. So like, yeah. There's there. My reading of the first arc of him being away is there's a lot more string like plot strings that they're obviously throwing out and really like telling you and showing you the impact of the world, and then. With this, with this version, oh, I see what it's you mean. very truncated. It just feels very, oh, you're trapped, and then you're free. You don't like, get a hundred little asides. Right, about, yeah, like, correct. Somewhere in Chicago, Illinois, this man had a weird time. You yeah. know, like... Yeah. They, I mean, they, they threw out the ones that were vitally important, especially for this season. You have I, to keep I mean, it tight. I forget. I forgive them for that. I mean, it, it would have been nice to see a lot of the little more asides, but they have an hour format roughly and i i'm i i i am totally okay with them truncated to the point that they did because um, you know what that means that means that you know what that's cool go read the comic yeah exactly. <laughs> well okay. if you really okay. want the long form version all right you, can go read the comic. you can't be i won't say you're being you're definitely not being harsh to me i'm not saying i'm not no, taking it personally no, not but it's also like the like idea of like but i'm trying to also what is this showing me based on its own merits yeah what is it and Unfortunately, I can't separate what I know about the comics and what I love about the comics with what I, what I'm well, looking for in the show. I can honestly say that I don't think this is that this is for you. Like I don't think they made this for you. I think they made it for someone who's literally never seen any of it before mm -hmm. and as an inspiration to go further and deeper because yeah, the adaptation, you know, angle is good. But yeah, I mean you're probably going to be introducing a lot of new people to it at this yeah point. i think i think that that's and, that we have to look at you're exactly right ryan that the this this is for people who have never seen it yeah. this is to get new people into this property hmm. and quite frankly if they shotgun blasted a bunch of weird shit mm -hmm. oh yeah i will say that i didn't people. make it through my first like i didn't make it to when i first tried to read sandman i didn't make it to where the se the season ended like, I just couldn't, I didn't feel like keeping it all straight. Like, I just didn't want to. And it was just, I actually have a pretty hard time, like, doing action and motion in comics anyway. Like, I actually have a hard time, like, processing, reading text while also visualizing what's happening. I I, I don't know. Maybe, I, you know. No, I get problems. it. No, I get but it. Now, now, the one thing I will say while I appreciated Morpheus's actor, I think maybe I shouldn't want to sing Friday every, you know, <laughs> by the cure every single time I you see are, him. That's my critique right there because he doesn't look weird. He doesn't look weird him. enough. Yeah, he need, when he's not on Earth, he needs to look weirder. He needs he, to be weirder because I, they all need to look weirder when they're not on Earth. The one thing that I like, okay, I can say that Morpheus, things that you could say about how Morpheus looks, Morpheus looks ethereal, dead, you know, 
like an ageless being, but the one thing he definitely, definitely never was never drawn as was pretty. Morpheus is not like well, he's sometimes not, he is. Sometimes how he has howdy like, Robert Smith lips though. <laughs> he because they didn't make him weird when he's not on Earth. When he they doesn't they don't showcase how inhuman these beings actually are. Yeah, I pictured him with a more severe hawkish face. Yes, like, like big, angular, bigger nose. Very angular. But he's a very angular right. He's very angular. And they and on and the fellow who played him, amazing job. Great job, good yes. actor. Yeah. Just uh, the, I mean little soft. <laughs> a little soft, I, I agree. But I mean, apparently in the in their casting process, he came up fairly earlier. And then they literally saw hundreds of people after him. And, and they came back to him. And, and they came back to him. Like right? He no. was always on top of the pile. I, for all my critiques, my good thing, the casting is absolutely top-notch. I mean, like that, that's the thing that we comic readers are going to have to wrap our heads around. The endless are not going to look as strange and You couldn't do despair. You yeah. just couldn't do despair. Yeah. Well, if they did, if they actually could do despair, I would give them nothing but accolades. Oh, because I, I, I just got to that part where they reveal despair, and this, I'm like, the well, second well, I saw her, it was like fucking cowards. Yes, that is, that yeah. is the words yep. that came out of my mouth. Yep. Fucking cowards. I was yep. just like, listen, man, that ain't like. I look forward to meeting Delirium, but you oh, know, yes. she's kind of she's going to be adorable. But despair was a bit of a disappointment, just because desire was so weird. Perfect. Sire was was exactly the way exactly. you could bring that character into motion, and despair needed to be equal to that. Just despair just, needed to be odd and disturbing, and I don't care how you did it; you can make it her look like whatever you want, but it needs to invoke a sense of just anguish. I don't know. I. What the first thing that I thought of when I saw like what had the interpretive affair, first of all, fucking cowards. And then I was like, all right, she's a super gross Karen. Like I got Karen vibes off of her look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just so okay. Here's my here's my problem. Uh, Here, I think here's the problem. Like that was a part. Like that wasn't a part. Like that was obviously a person who was you know a, a person of gravity. The thing about despair was it wasn't fat phobic because it's they were so so big that it like left the boundaries of what a human can be. And I worry that like just have like well they're just a, a a big person like it's just like well that's not this I don't know. It's well, and I could also see why they didn't want to go that extreme. I actually thought about this because somebody said, oh, they changed the appearance of despair. And I was like, but I hadn't seen what they depicted. So I was imagining something different. And what they showed me was very tame. I was like, because if they've gone like, if they've gone like a very like scary or like thin, but scary girl, I was like, I can see why they didn't want to do the original one because they're like, no, we're just saying it's it's there's there's depression and despair and being fat. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's and I see why they didn't want to do that. Well, it was only one scene. I'm I'm hoping that they will revisit that and make her a little weirder. I hope they make them all a little weirder in season. They need two. to. But I did like that she did do the cutting thing. Yeah. Where she was like actively was cutting into her flesh. I'm like, okay, at least you're doing that, which yep. is part of it. You gotta remember, these are not supposed to be people. 
they're personifications of a concept. Well, they're not need... even gods. Like yeah. uh, gods, especially in this sort of, uh, in the DC universe, are very human, but these are not. Yeah, all the other, like, I, I always hope for one scene, but all the other casting so far has been absolutely yeah. great. Good. So I'm, I'm going to guess, because I haven't paid attention a lick, that some people on the internet are very upset about death's casting. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Oh, I'm just, I just laughed and laughed. Now I have one critique. I have one critique about her other than her performance is great. Loved her. Think she's great. Not perky enough though. She's positive. She's happy, but she's not perky. That's what I got from the comic is. Well, you got to remember, you've only seen 20% of, like 20 percent of the story I, it depends on like which because they do all change and evolve and you know depending on stuff that happens so maybe it, it really depends on how they grow her out from there because death is pretty she shows up a fair bit doesn't she yeah, yeah. yeah. she shares up a fair bit i think yeah that, i mean that, the thing about the the encounter that we saw with death is it's very i thought it was very true to the comics because that encounter was very focused on death is worried about dream yes like in the comics, she wasn't like smiles and light and everything's fine. She's like, no, we're having a talk. We're having a serious talk. Yeah, but I don't know. And I told this to a coworker today, and this is my own biases, and I'll totally put it out there. I've listened to the audiobook. Fair and enough. The audiobook casting that they have for death and the rest of the characters is mind blowingly good to where I can't hear death without wanting to hear that voice. Because it's this, it's this perkiness and this happy, but also serious. Like there's a very deep range in there. But the well, I thought we... the, I thought she did a great job with the adaptation. She was really yes. good. Yes, that episode was fantastic. That's uh, what started getting me on the. I like this. I'm starting to like this. Uh, show the, the fucking hell episode. How like that was that amazing. Was, I liked I it more. Uh, oh, you're I love, I, I'm yeah. super happy that we got to see Nadia. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I saw the cages and then I was like, are they about are gonna, to do it? Yeah, uh, and you only briefly, I, I did appreciate that when you briefly looked away, like when Death wasn't, uh, when Dream wasn't looking at her directly, you actually saw her as the pale shade that she actually is, even mm. though they both saw each other the way they- Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I when missed you, that. You, yeah, there's a, it's, it's like two frames, but you can see her leaning out, looking at him behind him. And when they're not like quote unquote looking at each other, she's a pale shade just like everyone else there. Oh, neat. I didn't notice that's that's a yeah. good detail. That's a lovely detail. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just to show that like they have a special thing where they see um, each other a very specific way. I I enjoyed the hell episode. That's obviously not one's the action factor, it's a very but that's a very exciting, dangerous moment. Mm. Correction. Please correct me if I'm wrong. It he injured the one who the demon that leads Dream into the palace. Isn't that supposed to be Etrigan? It was Etrigan in the comics. Once yeah, again, they're distancing it from yeah, yeah. the comics. I, I was making sure I thought that was correct because he was doing the rhyming thing. Yes, he was. It's that was true. a different demon. They, they did oh, change that demon. Man, I did not know, know that. It, well, it didn't occur to me because I didn't know who Etrigan was. Yes. Until like I watched Justice League Dark and a few other things yeah. a few weeks ago. But now that you tell me it was Etrigan, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense for the yeah, rhyming. Wasn't that... Was that demon played by Ron Perlman in the in the series? That seemed like it. That was him. That was his voice. Oh, in in in, in the show. Like I don't I know. That I, don't know. I don't know. It uh, had his voice. And yeah, his jaw. 
the that episode was good just because a hell the hell palace looked fucking awesome that's a sick just, door right that is yeah. that is the best depiction of lucifer's palace in hell that i've ever seen and please can i have more of that that is right up my aesthetic can we get a proper lucifer spinoff with this lucifer please oh my god okay so my okay loved her loved her as lucifer i was a little weirded out that they that was it a corazon wasn't the one in the duel I mean, and I know, I know why he wasn't because they're like, we have this actress, yeah. she's playing Lucifer. We need her in more scenes. So, uh, it's a difference between some rando on CGI and Gwendolyn motherfucking Christie. Yeah, they're gonna, I know. they're gonna pump, they're gonna hit the Gwendolyn Christie button as hard as they yes, can, it, and it, I don't fucking mind it. I don't mind it that much. I'm not, I, I it, it, because they still did the thing. Oh, by the way, speaking of voices, Pat Oswald as Matthew. Oh, ah. perfect. Oh, loved it. I wish he was a little more Jersey, but I don't care. It's still great. Like he gets, he gets it. Also, perfect. I just, I'm a, such a sucker for talking Ravens. Yep. Like I'm such a sucker. Every time I'm like, oh, he's so like, I was just being such a little, I was being so scary <laughs> about him. Like, oh, he's so cute. Yeah. He's great. He's, he's really, really good as Matthew. I enjoyed him. Did you guys know who Mark, who's voicing Marv? Merv Pumpkinhead? Yeah. It's Mark Hamill. Yeah. I didn't realize I had to look him up. I was like, I did not. Yeah. I didn't look up the, uh, the names. Yeah, it's Mark Hamill's playing Merv, which is which is also really good. Oh, um, pumpkin heads. Yeah, but but once we get into the sound of her wings, which I think is epic episode four. That's episode six. Oh, is yeah, no, because oh, so we've got we've got the first episode is his capture and release. Yeah, yeah. And perfect second hosts, episode is yeah. they 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 teased a, like second episode i think it was actually the one one that was probably the weakest for me because it was just him getting back into the dreaming and reacclimating himself yeah and he does like the, the meeting with the fates to find out where his stuff is that that dragged a little bit like i was i was kind of hoping they'd get into the quest a little bit quicker so i'll give you episode two it was still good but yeah. in terms of pacing it was kind of a a, a stretch yeah, but once he got into his quest, once he started getting his sand, sand helm and ruby, that was great. Twenty four seven. Oh my god. Uh, I want to. I want to talk. All right, this relates. I want to talk about twenty four seven because that's what sold it for me. Mm -hmm. Once, once we started getting stories about people where the endless interact with, like they don't become the main focus; they become an environmental thing. That's when this show like fucking nails it to me because they're getting the stories right from mm -hmm. the comics because you're getting you're seeing these traces there. But the main character, the, the all of the emotions and stuff are not coming off the endless. It's coming off normal human beings that are caught up in something larger than themselves. I when I read the title screen 24 seven, I was like, there's no way you're doing that. Are you for serious? Are you going to do 24 seven? And then they did it. It was hard to watch it, it was, was hard to watch great i mean it was toned down from the comic so like, there's plenty of stuff that happened in the comic that didn't happen here but they they replaced it and they stretched it out with character building moments getting to know these people like it was a good slow burn and it worked great because they they put a lot of empathy and and uh, they filled out john d's character mm -hmm. a lot they're like He's messed up in the head. He's dangerous, but he is not malevolent. 
Yeah, he's, he wasn't like me- megalomaniacal in the way that he was in the comic. He was just a Correct. monster in the comics. Yes. This one, he had, a, he had a clear agenda and an ethos. He wanted to remove lies. He wanted to yes. make a more honest world, which I, I love that they did that. And I loved how they teased out everybody and like slowly started to influence them bit by bit. And they built it up uh, until, until the crescendo of craziness. Yeah, I, I will say like, I have read those comics, not you know not terribly long ago and i was just like and i didn't remember exactly i didn't remember exactly because you know just mm-hmm. didn't take a media and covid time i'm just like what the fuck is going on like a couple of times just like especially when they started doing things on repeat i was mm-hmm. like oh <laughs> i think i remember with this is, oh dear yeah and and because and i was like you can't do 24 seven. And then they did it. And I'm like, you pulled it off. I think the only way you could pull off a story like this and not be gross mm-hmm. or totally tonally off. Well, I think, I think the, the, the sort of the changes to John D made it work. Absolutely. Because it was less about until, until things got well and truly crazy. It was less about him controlling them as it was him about, removing their restraints and removing the lies they tell each other so that like like it could have been super fucking gross with all the sex stuff but i think they telegraphed it very well of like this isn't him making them do these things Mm. this is him enabling them to do things that they would in their hearts want to do want to do Um, and and, but you know when they have some start fucking you know wallowing in pain and doing the hellraiser shit then yeah, and that's really great. And that showed where the danger of to where there is something about white lies or comfortable lies in our world kind of helped the world keep spinning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, I, I loved I love when Dream came in. Who's all like, no, these are dreams. These are aspirations. These are hopes. These are you know, this may not be them in their true hearts, but they're endeavoring to be better. They're endeavoring. Yes. They're they're hoping for a better world and a better life. And if it doesn't reflect the truth of their hearts, then there's a reason for that. And and so once I did 24-7, I was like, okay, I'm in. And then they just kept going. Because mm-hmm. then I went into The Sound of Her Wings, which is all about death. And they did a wonderful job there. We got to, not only did they combine that story, but they also combined the Robert Gadling mm-hmm. story. Oh, yeah, I like Hob. Hob was great. I love, the casting was good. And I was a little felt a little stilted at the beginning, but then I realized that was just the characters. Like that's mm-hmm. what's supposed to feel stilted at the beginning. But then they really did a good job warming up to each other through through the time yeah. through the well, ages. I mean, the costuming in that was great. The oh, set so, dressing was great. Yeah. Like just the way they progressed things down the line. And they really had a really great emotional moment of like the you know the the eighteen eighty nine yeah uh, the, the blow up their 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 confrontation then they bookended that with a great that great scene at the end yeah no like sound of the rings was so fucking good it's one of the few times like sandman as a general rule is a bummer mm-hmm. but that was one of the nice things that happened like yeah. oh he made a friend yeah he made <laughs> mm-hmm. a friend and and because i mean obviously the sandman comics is about your dreams changing and and sometimes your dreams have to die and new dreams are born like that's it's it's so cool to see stuff like that and and i like i said i enjoyed it and i'm very happy now i'm into the doll's house the doll's house is so fucking good guys oh man i love like it. They, I, oh, I the just way love they the serial do, convention I mean, 
Yeah, the serial convention is just a delight. I, I literally like squealed oh. and clapped like a seal when I saw that they were in the they were in the diner and saying and you saw the guy with the with the with the notepad going, So who are we gonna get over a guest honor? I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing this. No, they did it. It was great. I'm like, ooh. You know, we actually haven't talked about the Corinthian at all, but he, oh, yeah. he plays, he looms pretty large, actually. They yeah, gave they, him they, a little more to do in the show. I mean, they, he's basically our antagonist for season, one of our main antagonists for season one. Yes. The second, of course, being Desire. And he did a great job. He did a really great job of being, you know, this like rebellious child who who wants to do his own thing and what he wants to do is terrible. I love Rose Walker. They did a really great job with Rose Walker, I think. Yep. I loved her hair. It was. It oh, was yeah. Extremely distinct. Very distinct. Yeah. The, it, the, the house full of the house full of weirdos. I love that. Oh. I, I think they did a great job. Uh, the twins need to be creepier, though. I'm OK with them being hot. I love them being hot and cute. Like, I just, I'm fine with it. I needed, I feel like when I saw them, I was like, I should be early be able to see your face and I need to feel uncomfortable around you. I don't know. They're just like, oh, those are two just goth chicks. Okay. They're a little more than goth chicks. Okay. Like, that's a little bit more than goth. They have a stuffed spider collection that they wear. That that, that they're they're good and freaky. One's Um, a mute. I mean, come on. I love the little glimpses of A Game of You, uh, which is the, the the big fantasy story. Uh, yes. I haven't seen I've, I've, So I'm in the middle of the doll. I've just finished the dollhouse. So you get to see I'm, Martin Tenbones. Martin yeah. Tenbones. I, uh, you saw him at the beginning, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Get, you get those little little snippets of things that will become important later. Yeah. And Martin Tenbones look fucking great. Yeah. He like just he the way they presented looked, that story. I will was, say that the CG critters all looked pretty good. The gargoyle looked pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. like I and the scene with Gregory was just like. Oh, oh no. man. Oh, man. A, that's a great twist. And B, I was a little worried at the beginning for Cain and Abel because they were a little too nice to each other at the beginning. Oh, no. And they were like, oh, they're getting along. So, and they're, and like, and then he's like, so is that just like a trope? Like, where to sit, like, because they did this in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I don't know if Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was knocking off Cain and Abel from Sandman, where that one twin, one sibling just murders the other and buries them outside, and then well, they that, get up the next that's day. That's actually and... that's actually pretty old. Is that's that an old, old trope? Like that that is like old horror comics of like a line of comics that DC absorbed. Ah, okay. Uh, so there is then, like, okay. So that that is a very old like characterization and trope. And if Sabrina did it, then they were they were they were copying Sandman, who then who got it, it was from copying somewhere else. For someone. And it's also the old trip. It's like the old. It's the idea. They're the oldest story that was have ever been told. Cain and yep. Abel. Mm-hmm. One has to murder the other. That's just how this works. Yeah, I love their. I, I like. I love their depiction because they were clearly of an of a different race than anyone who walks the earth today. Yeah, they they had characteristics of a little bit of everyone kind mm-hmm. of which i enjoyed and but their characterization is really good yeah and so i'm 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 almost done i've got three episodes left which is playing house collectors and lost hearts mm, um, all fantastic all and, fantastic really yep. good lucienne we haven't talked about lucienne at all oh yeah fine perfectly oh my fine God. I love I love her ears. They're like yeah, so understated. That yeah. that is a very good touch because it's it is Lucian in the comics has those pointed ears, elf ears, and I adore it. Also, 
I liked in the Robert Gadling stuff that you got, he talked to William Shakespeare. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, like, that's straight from the comics. Yeah. I know yep. it is, but I was like, yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. I'm, thank I'm you. interested if they're going to do the, the full Midsummer Night's Dream episode. They better. Like, I, I just, I don't know that it's like, how many of the little weird side stories are they going to do? Like, um, cause that's kind of a weird little side story sort of i mean i really hope that they find a way to work in those little side stories if we don't well if we don't get baghdad i will be upset baghdad is the city in a bottle yeah it's the the arabian nights tale yes oh and of course we have to have the whole nada story like oh that's definitely well that's a that's gonna be i think we didn't get the flashback like yeah. in well, the moment. Was, I mean, that's actually an episode. That's a that's an early issue of the comics. Yeah, it yes. actually happens in between Preludes and Nocturnes storyline, and because I it, I was leafing through the book, the, the first book, first couple of books while I was watching the show, just to kind of have some comparisons. So yeah, that little that that issue comes in between the the Preludes and Nocturnes main story uh, and Doll's House story. I think the first thing that's going to happen in season two is that story because I seem to remember Matthew kicking up quite the fuss at yeah. him about it. It's like, dude, if you're being all lovey dovey and cool and shit, you can't just leave your lady in hell. You yeah. can't just do that. Oh, and this is where and this is where sort of the depiction, because unfortunately we we get the hint of the Nada stuff at the beginning of the series, is because he's not strange looking and he, he just looked like an emo kid, you don't get the idea that he is so stoic and so judgmental that he's like, Yes, I don't love you, I love you, Nada, but you but you betrayed me. Like um, you, you really need to watch the rest of the episode, rest of the season, Matthew. Think, okay, his him in like the main part of the dollhouse. You see, it. you see Good. Morpheus as Good. like the Stark Lord. Good, because that's yeah. oh, what yeah. I feel is missing is the harder edge. Because the part of the story is he's very he's very alien, he's very judgmental, and then he softens and he grows and he changes as the story progresses. Well, the way he deals with the vortex he's a bastard for it yes. like it's he he's like but then i have to make three trips that's all this is you know, that, <laughs> yeah he doesn't want to make multiple trips so he's <laughs> waiting for, like the ruin of this thing to just drag everyone into into just a nightmare and then he shows up and fixes everything which is a total dick move <laughs> yeah but so but like I said, you cannot go. The the writing's real good, and you can't go wrong with this casting. I don't. I haven't seen really any like. F- there's no fatal flaws in this casting whatsoever. Maybe so I'm, I'm being more. Maybe I'm being too critical because I have a very specific image of the show in my head. I don't know. It sounds like we've been sucking it off for like an hour. So, <laughs> but no, I'm not going to describe it because I want Matthew to see it. But the last fucking scene. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I've heard the last scene is 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 a big, big moment. That's all I have to say about it. It's beautiful, and it, it because it leads into my, one of my favorite Sandman stories, which is Season of Mists, which yeah. is going to be the big. What happens end in of, what happens in Season of Mists again? Season of Mists is you know spoiler for a twenty year old comic is when Lucifer you know gives walks away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because because I realized I realized why they did the whole Lucifer has to fight Morpheus because they what they wanted to do is is to give Lucifer more of a motivation to dick over Morpheus when that's true when that happens 
It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you beat me at this game. Here, I'm willing you the key. It's yours now. Have fun. I can't wait for that. That's gonna be so fucking good, especially mm-hmm. with the scene where he like she makes him or he makes him cut the the wings off. Ooh. Oh, it's gonna be so good. But yeah, Ooh. so I hope I hope beyond hope that they renew it. It's so goddamn good. I think that you're gonna get at least one more season out of it. If you're not gonna get, if they do in two volumes per season. And they and they have like the same yeah, writers. That's, that's a good five. That's a solid five seasons. I mean, the kindly ones might be a season of it in and of itself. Yeah, I could see the last one. Depends on how they want to set up the antagonism in doing the whole kindly ones storyline. Or if well, it's we, gonna we, make it that far. I don't know. We should just be happy if there's gonna be yeah. more season like another season. Each time there's another season. You never yeah. know with Netflix. Well, because I like that's that's one of my other favorite characters is is Thessaly, who's kind of the 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 driving force behind Kindly yes. One. Yes. Uh, and I can't wait to see her on screen. Yep, because of how it all gets set up. And that's where the superhero stuff sort of comes in, but A not bit. but I'm I'm sure they can write around that. That's They'll figure like, it out. It's not essential. I mean, they've got Neil in the room. It's not yeah, that hard. Exactly. Like, it's like, He'll figure it out. He, he's got an idea or two, I'm sure. Well, I, and, I'm and, sure. I'm sure the, plenty of this is like him going. I might be able to tweak a few things, make a couple things better, make it be more cohesive and, and its own thing. Oh, it's it's probably him with the writers. The writers are yeah. coming, going. Here's our script. This is the flow of things, and he's like. Okay, let's tweak it here because he's like, I gotta hit these beats. Well, I mean, he's the showrunner. He's like, yeah. he is the executive producer of the right. show. He's like, I need these beats to be hit. So you all need to that, write around this. He is so. It is just such a nice thing to know that he is just like, I don't have, we did, like when I heard it's like the Sandman is happening and Neil Gaiman's in goddamn charge of it. I'm like, thank God, man. Yeah. Well, like, that was that like, was always his critique. His his thing is he is kept tight control of Sandman and he he was like I'm literally in interviews like I am waiting for certain people not to be on these projects yep so mm-hmm. I can make them and keep it keep it he he had to wait for some shitty old white men to die or something mm-hmm. so it, like, was a cer- it was certain couple of the producers like actually named producers that he was waiting for to get off be pulled off and that were somehow tied with Sandman not the rights, but like whoever owned like the video or movie rights to it were always tied to it. And he was always like basically ducking or weaving around them to and keeping them from making it. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it, it, it would not shock me to think that 20 years ago, someone somewhere sold the video rights to make some shitty like knockoff animated version of the sandman that never happened and those rights have just been like passed down from asshole to asshole oh, yeah <laughs> yeah until they could be reacquired there have been, there's been talk of doing Sandman stuff for for decades yeah like trying to get it in some version of movie a television show something I'm, I'm glad it was now to be completely honest because i think that unless like you just went like batshit insane with some of the best practical effects that were ever made like a la jurassic park like you couldn't do this you yeah, couldn't yeah. do it i will kind of agree with matthew webb i kind of wish it was hbo doing it because they would throw even more into the fx budget so that we could do more with the weirdness yeah i mean well who knows what the fate of the streaming services are going to be because even hbo max is getting the shit kicked out of it with that was before weirdness. like the last week happened all yeah right? the, the, <laughs> like I, before this... jack donaghy <laughs> like took over at hbo 
and it's just yeah. like fire all the women <laughs> pretty much yeah um, it's, oh you mean just television we're just getting television now but we get it through the t through the internet rather yeah. than than but than ne- cable netflix has been in trouble recently and hbo's now now dealing with shit so they're all who the getting, fuck knows who the this fuck is all knows? gonna it's 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 it was the same as it ever was as it were yeah. it's just it's just well, it's the, the fighting and coming back together eventually we're gonna have we have cable packages now but it's just to streaming services uh, channels again I oh mean, dude i like you're, having you're HBO just gonna have max. to pay yeah i like having hbo mass basically for free because it comes with my internet yes yeah yes. yep yep that's why i have to look at it they're not mm-hmm. they're not making me pay a hundred dollars or something a month for cable i don't use i have right. hbo max and okay internet yeah <laughs> All right, everyone. I think we've gushed about this show. We are excited. I will give you my uh, my reaction to the ending next time. I'll definitely be done by now. So from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Sweet dreams. I knew you were going to say something like that. <laughs>